You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Patton Heels for Imar Insurance. Get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. The Tab Queensland Racing Carnival is where champions emerge. They certainly did last year. We had a stack of them. Uh, but remember, if you're going down that route and having a little bet, gamble responsibly. And if you've got a few dramas there, call 1-800-858-858. Now, some people are destined to be in the medical profession, to be bus drivers, to be accountants. Matt Hoistad had no choice. He was always going to be involved in the racing industry, Matt, weren't you? Uh, a very good morning to you. And uh, not the first time we've had you on the show. Thanks for joining us, mate. No worries, boys. Thanks for having me. It seems everyone within Cooey of your family are involved in the <laughs> racing caper. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, look, I was uh, with both sides of my family. So, yeah, as you may have mentioned, there was, there was nothing else I was going to do. I uh, didn't have much choice in the matter, but, uh, no, look, loving every minute of it. And it's going beautiful. And, yes. Hills, you go. Well, Matt, look, as Paddy said, it is going beautifully for you at the moment. What what are the things that need to fall into place for it to feel so easy in your horse racing industry? Oh, look, it's, I don't think it's ever easy. There's a there's a hell of a lot of hard work that goes goes in sort of behind the scenes. And look, obviously, we've had a had a really good sort of past sort of six, even sort of twelve months, and that's just. I suppose on the back of, um, you know, sort of a little bit of increasing stable numbers and you know, a lot of really good client support from, from our little, little clientele base and, and really sort of try to, um, yeah, I suppose our, our quality of horse has definitely, um, you know, sort of in, um, improved and, and in turn that's sort of been a roll-on effect with all the, the sort of good, um, you know, good success we've been having. Yeah, well, the stable's got a strike rate of 31%. I think it's the best in Australia. Is it by a pretty good margin? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and now the hardest thing is just keeping that keeping that going. <laughs> All right, as I said, we're, we're looking forward to this carnival, and no doubt when you've got a stable that's on fire, you too would be looking forward to when the good jocks arrive, the, the, the best horses from down south come up, and the big money arrives as well, mate. Yeah, well and truly, look, this is this is sort of you know really helps this, this time of year. Obviously, with all the all the good races, all the better horses in the stable, it definitely makes it a little bit easier when that alarm goes off in the morning. And it was it was great for us to have a have a really good start to that sort of uh, you know carnival for us last last week. Obviously, uh, being able to Quinella the the Princess Stakes, which was fantastic for for sort of proven thoroughbreds and two really nice fillies that um, you know were able to get black tight for them. So it's only going to increase their their sort of value once they were to finish finish race racing and then become broodmares. And Matt, have you ever had a problem with the alarm clock? Or has it just been something you just <laughs> love being involved in? 
Oh, I don't think you ever love it, but um, yeah, mm-hmm. been been doing it for long enough now. As as I was a as a young kid, I was never really much of a fan. There's been plenty of times when um, yeah, my old man tried to wake me up to go to the stables in the morning as a as a young fella, and I. Uh, just kept pretending that my eyes were, were closed <laughs> and I couldn't wake up. But, um, yeah, can't really do that now. So, no, it's, yeah, your sort of body, you get into a bit of a, a routine and a, and a body clock as such. It's, um, yeah, I don't think you ever, ever enjoy it, but you sort of get used to it now and your, your body can sort of sort of climatise us to it. Now, you're talking and about... And then I read your, your first job, your first real um, sort of certified job was with a, a mate of ours, Paddy and I, Lloyd Williams, Um Working with some of the great horses, how was that, and who was the best at that time? Yeah, look, that was obviously a great time. I just moved to Melbourne. Um, then my dad had given up training, so I'd sort of come from come from Wangaratta, um, sort of obviously country Victoria, and and sort of moved moved to the big smoke. And yeah, it was fantastic. Obviously, with the um, you know the likes of the main guns we sort of had there, it was just as efficient had won the Derby, so. The likes of Efficient and Zipping were there, um, you know, Linton, Galax, all them really good horses. And, um, yeah, look, it was fantastic, obviously, with Lloyd, you know, no, no, spe- um, you know, no money spared in, in giving them the, the, you know, best treatment. So it was, it was great to be sort of, um, you know, I suppose, finding out that how, how the, the other half lives, so to speak. But, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it was, it was really, really good as a young fella being able to, to sort of be around that and um, no, definitely help my, my sort of education at a young age. Yeah, it was a six-star at Macedon Lodge, wasn't it? You moved on to Mike Moroni. You, you've worked up here with Tony Gollan. You're now co-training with Steve O'Day. What's that dynamic like, mate? Yeah, look, it's, it's fantastic. Where um, you know, It's really worked well. I've sort of been working with Steve for... I'd say be nearly seven years now. So um, look, we we get on really well, and and just sort of being able to share that. It's obviously the the rigors of of the racing industry. It's a it's a constant sort of seven day a week job, and you know just being able to share that workload. Um, you know, I've got a young family now, and it's it's um, you know enabling me to be able to be there as my my daughter's just turned one. So to be able to have a little bit of a, a a normal life, so to speak, having sort of every second Sunday off just means being able to have a little bit more time and. Yeah, you know, those things are sort of you know, priceless, and it's it's really sort of working at the moment. So long may it continue. Now, mate, you mentioned the uh, Princess Stakes. That was a, a great one for the stable. Canadian dancer and Taranga. Where do you go now? Oaks. Yeah, yeah. Look, Taranga's definitely on an Oaks path. She'll she'll go a month into the Roses now. She'd obviously already had had uh, you know one at the mile prior to that before running second on Saturday. So. Um, just obviously the, the Oaks is still a little while away, so just didn't want to you know give her too much racing to really dower her out. So she's just gone for a little week's freshen just up at Billy Healy's at the beach there at the Sunshine Coast, and she'll come back to us and, and um, yeah, run in the Roses prior to going into the Oaks. And Canadian Dancer runs two weeks' time. She goes to the bracelet at the Gold Coast over 1,800. So um, look, the way she way she was sort of through the line, she, she's, she's got the more superior turn of foot, so it's, it's, she's probably the only... Question whether whether stretching her right out, um, you know, she'll still have that same finish, but she'll be giving her a chance in the bracelet, and we'll sort of make a make a call on the back of that if we really push towards the Oaks with her. And Matt, I guess the the placement of your talent into such races is a crucial part of what you do. 
Yeah, definitely. Look, we sort of always try and, you know, these these were definitely target races for these fillies. Um, you know, obviously getting that bit of black type on their pedigrees, you know, invaluable, especially, you know, when you're racing your own age and sex. So, look, they, they've both been up a little while now. and we, we sort of targeted this race. They'd had a couple of runs prior and we gave them little freshens to, to bring them up into this. So, um, you know, that's sort of what it's all about, trying to have them in peak condition on these on these big days. And, and luckily it worked out for us on Saturday. Hey, now, what of the, the two-year-olds? I see in the paper yesterday that they named uh, Stroll as a two-year-old filly to watch from the stable. I'd had a little word that uh, Merrily, uh, in early jump-outs, showed plenty. What's happening there? Yeah, she did. Look, she was she was sort of the probably standout two-year-old up here in Brisbane in the, those first couple sets of trials. She was really impressive. She's a very quick, astern filly and... Um, she was going to run in that first two-year-old Metro two-year-old race up here. And we just had a little little niggling issue with her that um, wasn't serious, but just enough to give her a bit of a break. So she's had a break, had a little prep back with us, and she's just back at the pre-trainers now. So she's probably touch and go, not going to be ready. Um, you know, she's only just had a little freshen, so she, she has a very small chance of possibly being there um, sort of late carnival. But if not, she's, she's definitely one that, you know, is... You know, we feel, a, a, you know, definitely a, a carnival-type feeling. So if it's not this winter carnival, I think you'll definitely be seeing her figure somewhere in the summer carnival. Mm-hmm. Now, the real reason for this interview today, Matt, is that we're, we're very major owners in Hell of a Barty, and uh, <laughs> we believe you you and Steve now have it, and it's about to jump out uh, this morning. What are you feeling with it? Yeah. Yeah, I need to thank you. So I heard you got the controlling share of this bloke, and it was the main reason we got it. So a big... Big kudos for, for giving us a chance with him, but no, he's um yeah obviously a really nice nice hell vent gelding that um yeah he's been a nice addition to the stable. He'll have his second be out of trial with second second kid out today, so look he's, he's done everything right and and you know looking forward to it. He's we'll make a call on the back of today whether he's ready to go to the races or have another break, but um yeah he's definitely one that's showing his nice ability at home anyway. Unfortunately Thanks, for man. you, Matt, um, the former Test wicketkeeper now has you on speed dial, so he'll be giving you training <laughs> advice over the next... <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> hey, mate, thank you very much. We've got to get to the news. I know you've got work to do this morning. Really appreciate it. Have a great carnival. The stable is absolutely flying. No worries. Thanks, we'll, guys. We'll get into the news and we'll be back with more right after this.